Welcome back to the Make It Count Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. And uh, this is going to be a, um, I don't know if I just came in with a little chip on my shoulder <laughs> and you did too. And it's like... The, the, the gloves are off? Yeah, the gloves Spar are off. Bit. But, you know, um, you're feeling like <laughs> today's topic is bookkeeping. Uh-huh. Um, you know, not that go this, on. Not it's, that this it's is, more than that. Though. Not that this is a debate, but like if we're going to present it like that, you're on the side of, you know, pro accountant doing your bookkeeping or or looking over it fairly often right and not that i disagree with that but it hits it it (laughs) hurts the like diy spirit the um you know the democracy of technology (laughs) it just kind of like i know it just kind of makes that flare up in me so well you can imagine the tension i have right i'm always preaching these tools and ai and automation Mm -hmm. and then you even said it in the last episode we talked about like it was a blessing and a curse how easy it was to use zero mm-hmm. and gusto. And it's like, and on the same, it's like two sides of the coin on the same side is, but it, there's still the element of, if you're not a professional, mm-hmm. you don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And well, like we said last time, it can, it, now you can just do further damage than you ever could before. <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? The gate, like the gatekeeper's gone. Yeah, exactly. It used to be like, I, I know clients who I've seen this before. They never even had a set of books. Their accountant had the books. Mm-hmm. Like they were writing checks. They were depositing money. They didn't even have a set of books. Yeah. No, you could almost argue like their drawer full of receipts at least is a drawer somewhere that's not doing <laughs> right. any damage. But right. having it all like in the system coded yeah. wrong or even setting up your own payroll and paying people wrong or screwing up their taxes. Have you done this? Of, no. Okay. Because, <laughs> because of a conversation yeah. like this where yeah. you, you plead with pleaded with me and said, Hey man, there's a lot you can screw up with payroll. Like, let us do this. And I was the first one to say, you're right. Yeah. So let's have the same conversation with bookkeeping. Cause I think you're right. I think there will, let me push, let me give you a little credence here. I think we're going to find that it it depends. Okay. And so, um, and that feels like home. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, all right, where are we going with that? All right, so bookkeeping. I mean, I guess let's start with like the instead of just it depends, like what are the things that we can do? Yeah. And what are you thinking like? Um, because I would say this decision is obviously going to come down to resources. Yeah. You know, either like there's a threshold I'd imagine in your business where like it makes sense to bring somebody on. And we've talked about that, like yeah. as a bookkeeper. That that labor workload is like going down, and we talk a lot about that too, just because the right. efficiencies of all these tools. So, like, what is the what is it that is like cheaper to do in house versus risking messing up versus like more? You know, what I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah the, I'll give you some, I'll give you some parameters, and we'll kind of talk through examples. Okay. So you mentioned earlier DIY. I'm glad you said that because we have what we have two paths when you work with us on the accounting side. And one's called DIY assisted mm-hmm. and one's called full service. DIY assisted is, hey, I've got somebody in house or I do it, but check me. And increasingly, in fact, I would say almost 100% we're going the route of if you want to work with us, we have to look at your accounting because it rears its head at the wrong time when it's wrong. Okay. <laughs> Tax season. Sure. And, it, and that's not even as much of a deal for us because we've streamlined to a certain extent the workload throughout the year, but it still is... 
it's something it's it leads to an engagement and this is kind of the premise of all of this when nobody's looking at your accounting again varying levels of complexity right if it's then we'll talk about what that looks like but then you're missing out on the opportunities of advice throughout the year it's not that your accounting's wrong it's that the data is not good enough to give you advice and that's really the problem or in the old days which a lot of cpas still do this then it makes your tax return harder to do mm -hmm. so that may be the case still for compliance-based firms but our type of firm is well now i can't even help you really i can't plan with you because yeah. your data stinks and honestly that is the reason why we want to do the accounting it's not because we sit around and say well, we love doing accounting. Although some of us here probably do. We like it. We went mm -hmm. into accounting. It's really so we can get good data to help you. Mm -hmm. So that's where it all comes from. It all comes from a place of, I promise you, our goal is to pay for ourselves in the sense that if you pay us to do the bookkeeping, it's not to do the bookkeeping. Mm -hmm. It's to give you solid foundation to jump off of, to make decisions, to plan for taxes, yeah. whatever you want to do. Yeah. So what does it look like? in terms of who should do what. I think anytime you start bringing in accounts receivable and accounts payable, you ought to maybe have somebody look at it quarterly, semi-annually, something like that. The reason this happens all the time, let me give you a very, very simple example. People see, oh, accounts payable. All right, I'm gonna put my bills in. What happens when they go to pay the bill? They never use the bill payment fee, like meaning if you go in zero and you say, I owe the printer $500, okay? Well, when you go to pay the printer, whether it's a check, a Venmo, whatever, you never go into the bill and pay the bill. You just put $500 and put it to the printing expense. So what have you done right then and there? You've duplicated, you've doubled your printing expense. Because when you put it in accounts payable, there's a, a, a printing expenses go up and accounts payable go up. When you pay them and you don't pay it through the bill, what happens? Cash goes down, printing expense goes up. All right, you just, I'm already lost. All right. All right. So fair, <laughs> this is fair this play. Is, this is okay. my point. <laughs> what? Okay. So you're talking about like just the software, like the yeah, UI you know, the, has like bill. Correct. Like okay. if you go on zero right now, you the business tab has bills to pay. Yeah. And I'm, it's 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 again to your point about last episode. It's so easy. Oh yeah. Oh so and so money. Let me put my bills in. Mm hmm. You then go away, and two weeks later, you go, oh, got to pay so-and-so. Yeah. And you're you just, just talking about people would forget to go back and match those. Correct. Okay. They wouldn't say they paid the bill. They would just add a cash transaction, which it is both. Mm -hmm. But if you don't match them properly, the bill stays outstanding, right. and you've duplicated expenses. Okay. So this is just a very simple one. Yeah. Same thing kind of happens with, and now payroll's getting super easy with Gusto, but even that, the way Gusto comes into zero, people don't know how to do I mean, we, we'll spend a year. Not a year. We'll spend. We'll go through the whole year of people's gusto bills coming into zero because the clients we've we've told them how to do it. They can't figure it. Out. It's like why is payroll expense double what it says on the W twos? Well, mm -hmm. because they didn't do the bill right. So yeah. like when you start having that kind of thing, um, bills. I do that all the time with invoices. Mm. So accounts uh, receivable? receivable. Okay, like spill the beans here. What do you do? Yeah, this is confession. Yeah, um, this is. <laughs> First path. Forgive to me, Marcus. Five Yeah, first path to healing. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, I I send invoices through zero. Yeah, but like if people pay me via check or pay me something else, like I don't go back and like match those up whenever it hits the bank feed. Mm -hmm. um, and I should, you know. Well, it's let me that let me give you a simple 
like reason that'll hit home. Like I know people think, who the heck cares? It's the counting. Let me give you a very simple example. In that example, you've double counted your revenue. You want to pay taxes on more money than you collected? Of course not. Like, but that's like the the, the things we I always try with. So, like, if I go now on zero and like I would put out like a PL or whatever, it'll Correct. show my accounts receivable. Well, accounts receivable won't be on the PL. Whole reason, Duh. whole other reason Duh. why we're doing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Balance sheet, excuse me. Um, accounts receivable. Let's yes. make sure I'm. Uh, yeah. uh, accounts receivable is an asset on your balance. Correct. Sheet. All right. Good boy. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not a total. Uh, I've got a lot of questions, but You're right. Um, okay, but that's what I mean. Is like that would be. Um, off because it would show. Like my my equity or revenue would mm-hmm. be so. Let me right. let me let me this walk is, through what you're trying to say. Uh, okay. Okay. On an accrual basis, so there's a little twist here. On an accrual basis, when you sell something, so you sell services, mm-hmm. you increase AR and you increase AR being accounts receivable, increase revenue. You can stop mm-hmm. there, and then you go and collect the money. Mm-hmm. What the collection should do is make AR go down and cash go up. You've already recognized the revenue, right? Mm-hmm. In the first example. Yeah. But if you don't do that, and instead you just say, oh, I deposited some revenue, you would then deposit, cash goes up, and you would, and revenue would go up. So what have you done? You've double counted the revenue. Because what's happened? Your your balance sheet still says you have accounts receivable. You don't have. Mm-hmm. So I, as a CPA, when I look at your books, I go, is revenue right? Because he's saying he's got accounts receivable outstanding from two years ago mm-hmm. or six months ago. Yeah. And I know his business and people don't take that long to pay him. Right. So it's a quick tip off, but then I have to go back and undo your payments and apply them and all that kind of stuff. So AR and AP, if you start messing with that, again, super easy. As long as you're disciplined, know what you're Mm -hmm. doing. But what happens? The bullets start flying and you're like, oh, just deposit the check. Yeah. Don't match it up. Yeah. I'm good. Because we need the money. Of course. So. And the mo- yeah, your cash balance. Well, I'm gonna say should would be right, but may or may or not be right. But yeah, but in that example, I could show you where you're quickly paying tax on revenue you don't have. Yeah. Now most people would get that fixed. Usually, I get that fixed before I get it to you. But Do you? Well, I usually <laughs> never get it to you. So um, <laughs> right. this is just I'm digging a hole here. That's All right, right, let's be helpful for some other yes. people um, yep. because I right. don't think they're in the same spot that I'm in. Correct. Um, I want to I want to kind of hear what's your what are some more parameters of like those those are good kind of like yeah buckets, that's that's you know what I mean but yeah. like what are you thinking in terms of like volume of transactions where um, obviously the more transactions the, and the more uh, types the more. Right vulnerability there is to goof stuff up absolutely so like what do you i mean i wouldn't i don't necessarily know it's a vo- i mean yeah volume of transactions but volume can be easy if transactions are similar right mm-hmm. i mean you could do a let's just say you do 10 million bucks in revenue but but the transactions are similar and maybe 10 million dollars not a good example but a million dollars of revenue I mean, you're probably paying the same vendors over and over and over and and that sort of thing and you don't have a ton of complexity i just think in any event if you don't know the balance sheet Meaning you don't know when the balance sheet, when you can't tell when the balance sheet looks wrong, mm-hmm. i.e. accounts receivable is negative, accounts payable is negative, loan balances are negative, and they, these things should all be positive, right? Mm-hmm. When you don't know how to isolate an error, get some help. Let's say if you would make 250000 semi-annually, get, get your accountant to go in there, take a look. 
do a few things, make sure it's cleaned up, then give you the advice to do it yourself if you want to keep doing that. Because mm-hmm. when you're making 250, right, you don't have the budget for that. Yeah. Like get them to make you a couple loom videos, make you set up some rules, give you some best practices so you can keep doing it and doing it better. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some expectations of how that works. Because yep. like you've got the DIY assisted and yep. then you've got like kind of the full takeover. Right. Um, and I know zero is convenient because of the collaboration. You can literally like send to your accountant if you've got a transaction that you're not sure about. Um, but yeah, what does that expectation look like? Because zero, again, all these services advertise like real time accounting yeah. data. And we're a bit, I mean, you guys yeah. love that, advocate for it. But right. I know when you, I mean, there's got to be some lag time when you offer that as a service. Like what's a good expectation? What's, what's, is that part of the equation? For well, I would say, inside? I would say for this, it's kind of a two pronged approach. I, I would say if you're doing it yourself, there's no reason your cash shouldn't always be up to date because you have a bank feed. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the beauties of zero is that or QuickBooks online as well is that you connect your bank and credit card. So at no point in time should your bank, if you stay on top of it, Mm-hmm. Quick, you know, caveat. If you just daily, which is really simple, reconcile your bank, which in zero, the transactions come in, you just, you, you match them or you add them as they come in. If you do that, then in, if nothing else, bank and credit cards are up to date. All the other stuff, I would say, if you can keep that going and get somebody to look at it again, it's all the severity, right? If you make 250,000, how much? Of an well, I've seen some pretty nasty sets of books, but your errors could I don't think we're gonna be humongous in three to six months. Mm-hmm. Such that and I'm saying this and I'm kinda shaking my head, I've seen some, you know, things where we've had to make, you know, P and L said they made a hundred and they really lost fifty thousand. Like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff happens. But my point is I don't think it can get away from you too too much. But the more the day more the top line starts growing, and to your point to so the, the volume is growing, that I would think that uh, frequency of somebody looking and checking it gets bigger. And do you have people you need to report to? How are you using the data? If it's a solopreneur making two fifty, they're running the business basically on their cash balance, right? Mm-hmm. What's the cash look like? Are people paying me pretty quickly? Pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. You start getting up in revenue, then it's like, man, why does it take people to pay us long? Or well, it, it doesn't. Our AR is not done right. Or you know, you start to get mm-hmm. these other issues. Yeah. So I would just say, as the volume goes up and the dollar amount on the top line go up, the consistency of somebody coming behind you. And look, because of the cloud, we can come in again. If you've reconciled the banking credit cards and we're doing the month end close, which is what we do for a lot of people. We can have that done by the 6th, 7th, 8th. Mm-hmm. Easily. I mean, shoot. Yeah. Describe the month-end close. What's that? Uh... Month-end close looks like us, what you would call in the accountant's world, tying out the balance sheet. Means we're checking your bank reconciliation. We're looking say, yeah, your bank reconciles, but you've got checks from five, you know, seven, eight months ago. Are those really valid? Are they duplicates? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we're going through your fixed assets. Did you buy new fixed assets? Have we set them up properly for depreciation purposes? Are we considering mm-hmm. how to depreciate them? Should we take accelerated or not? Is he having a good year? Maybe we should not take accelerated depreciation because we want to save some depreciation for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at your credit cards, the balances, right? We're looking at your loan balances. We're looking at did you put everything through distributions that are personal expenses? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you like, for example, you give an example that you that you we figured this out for you. 
you were getting paid. Remember this? You'd sold a company and they were mm-hmm. paying you through another company. Mm-hmm. We would go through every year in your revenue and make sure you didn't say that was revenue of the company you collected it in because mm-hmm. it was a personal asset you sold, essentially. Okay. So every year we would go and be like, oh, yeah, we know what that is. We have- did it again. What's that? You'd say you did it again. <laughs> But you were paying us to find it, right? <laughs> so we would come behind you. We're like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. so we were looking. So that's the balance sheet. We're kind of going through and making sure like, okay. And look, for us, we tie out every, like, meaning we have support for every balance sheet account. Like you can go on our file and see there's the bank rec, there's the bank statement, there's the fixed assets and depreciation. Mm-hmm. There's the email from the bank that says, this is the loan balance at such and such date and the interest paid year to date. Yeah. You know, like, and then we go to the P&L and we check for reasonableness. Mm-hmm. Are the margins normal? Yeah. That kind of thing. This payroll tied to the W-2 or the payroll reports. Uh, the bank and merchant fees, is that around 3%? Like, mm-hmm. we start taking a reasonableness approach on the P&L. Yeah. You've said before, and I mean, just in general, you guys sell peace of mind yeah. in some some way. And, and I think that's another factor in this, too. Like, there's sort of like the risk of doing it yourself. Um, and, and obviously as there's more at risk, more money, more trans, you know, more than, then there's greater peace of mind to know that it's being done correctly. And, and, um, and you also mentioned the goal is to pay for yourself. Right. And, and and obviously more over. So, yeah. and And that can come in revenue opportunities that can come in tax compliance and less tax liability. Right. Um, so I think those are all good things to consider as you're trying to navigate. Um, and you don't have to choose one forever, I think. It's true. You guys have probably seen a lot of businesses. I know um, I've been a part of organizations that like where it was, you, obviously you start up, you start out doing what you can yourself and then you, you yeah, outsource absolutely. it. So, um, or the other way around, you right. get big enough to hire somebody in house. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a life cycle, right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I DIY it. Okay, this is getting too much, mm-hmm. but I don't have the team for it, nor do I want to focus on it. Yeah. And you guys are in a unique position where you guys can set people up and yeah. train their in house people um, and Look, save them some time. I would tell you, some of our best clients are on the DIY assisted. Mm-hmm. Like, they're great. They've got good in house people, uh, they, they do it timely. They ask good questions. We have open dialogue with them. We kind of mm-hmm. give them, um, we hadn't really coined this or, or, or developed this, but we kind of like just say we're here, included in your fee is questions, mm-hmm. back and forth, troubleshooting, zero, best. We'll, you know, somebody says, hey, this keeps happening. We'll check it out. We'll fix it. We'll send them a loom video. Like, hey, next time you got it. Like, mm-hmm. so some of our best clients are that. Like, they're not overly sophisticated in terms of the person doing the work, yeah. but they've gotten good enough with our, with us as a backstop um, be, to do it really, to do it well. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. I mean, yep. there's a lot to consider and yep. a lot of advantages of bringing, well, either way, bringing professional insight into your in-house bookkeeping or um, just outsourcing it all together. Um, yeah. And I would like people to lead, like if we're thinking like, some takeaways. What I would say is the accounting is just a means to an end, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like a legal document. A legal document, you don't love the legal document. You love what the legal document does for you, the protections it offers you, the, the clauses that come up when you need them. It's right. like insurance, right? So the accounting is just a means to help you do things better, mm-hmm. to help you plan better, to help you yeah. make better tax moves, to... So that's all it is. Mm-hmm. So look at it as such. It's an you know it's an investment in making your business run better, mm-hmm. and a you to have somebody looking over your shoulder with good information. Yeah.
Good deal. Well, as always, you can check out more Amir.group, more podcasts there. Um, and you can certainly reach out to find out more about how they can help you do your bookkeeping or train your in-house staff. And uh, until next time. All right, guys.